set it all on. Yeah. What it is is what it is. Hit tonight. Hit just a few seconds if you can wait because I can't. What it is. What it is. What up, what up, fight fans? Welcome back to episode 379 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. I'm Kenny Keith, and I'm joined, as always, by Vince Cummings. What up, Vin? What's going on, brother? You know, I'm going to give myself some flowers early here. Oh, were? Yeah, were, because for every boo-boo Andre pick, there's about 10 that I'd be nailing like Devin last night, baby. I never thought, if you would have told me, Ken, we're going to talk about Regis Prograde taking a beating from Devin Haney tomorrow. <laughs> I, I mean, look, I, I, to be honest, my prediction was not that, that it was going to be that bad. Yeah. I thought it would be a boxing lesson. Well, Devin Haney looked good, Ken. Yeah. Well, Regis's feet helped. Yeah. I mean, they were definitely doused in, <laughs> in some fucking, some Jif peanut butter. Um, he looked like he was stuck in the mud. And I do think it's, it's funny, though. You know, you'd be seeing a lot of, like, people pass their primes and bars that get into fights and shit. And the first, like, five minutes of the bar fight is them, like, fucking peacocking. You oh. know what I'm saying? Just, like, flexing, like, moving their arms. Like, so. <laughs> and it, he I, looked like a, like, like a video game character, like, stepping to the center of the ring. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, I want to give Devin Haney all the credit in the world. Okay? Oh, yeah. I really do. He's a great fighter. He really is. But this is, to me, a different version of Anthony Joshua versus Andy Ruiz Part 2. That was way more obvious. People should have looked at that 315-pound whiskey barrel mm-hmm. and been like, oh, Joshua's going to win the rematch. Like This yeah. is fucking obvious. It's right in front of your face. People like Regis Progray too much. You know, they like a likable guy. They like him. They like them so much into believing that he was capable of doing more. But in reality, the entire time, he was just Andy Ruiz in the Joshua matchup. He never stood a chance. No, and it was obvious. That's my point. I know. And the 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 rough part is it kind of paints that uh, like this most recent 140 pound era in a light that's like how. How good were these guys really? Now, it doesn't really matter because, the, the honestly. They're all old now. Well, they're all old now. They all fought each other. They were all good fights. They were all, you know what I mean? They gave us the tournament. So it is what it is. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to walk away from that at least going, damn. Either, and, look, Regis got old, too. Let's be honest. He died on the vine a little bit. Did not fight enough. Not a high not, enough level. Not not enough activity against really good fighters. Um, it, it, it just – we're talking about a guy, Devin Haney, who was legitimately stepped into his prime. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that weight cut at 135, now now making weight at 140. He's clearly stronger, uh, more, more than anything, stronger on his feet. So more sturdy of a fighter, more capable of standing in the pocket, throwing punches, sitting on punches better. You saw it all last night. And, you know, like you said, you don't want to take anything away from Devin Haney. But Regis Progre's approach... To, to, to fighting was like a, an arrogant street fighter. Yeah. It, it, like, I was wondering, like, it looked fucking cool as shit. I'm like, man, if I wanted to step up on somebody, and I, I'd want to I'd have that, that, that shake. That well, that's posture. why peacocks do that, to scare right. away their opponents. Exactly. But it just was like, what, what's happening here? <laughs> you, can't, you can't keep doing that, man. No. And, and it was obvious. But I would say by round three, I was like, I just tweeted, uh-oh. Like you just saw it. Like this is this is not going to be good at all. Such a waste of energy, you know. It really is. Yeah, it's such a waste. Like so much wasted movement. 
Um, you know the fighters checked out, really. You know, whether it's age, they're not able to pull the trigger, because that clearly was the fucking case, only landing 30 punches going into the uh, championship rounds. That's absolutely embarrassing. But it would also help to listen to your fucking corner, okay? I'm listening to the corner of Regis Progre, and it's like, you know, maybe he got caught with something early, and he was just disconnected from what— or maybe he was just bamboozled that he was getting the brakes beaten off of him after all that fucking—all that talking, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But he was not responding to his trainer no. at all. Now, all the grief in the world, because these guys are kind of cartoon characters. They have fun, and they're larger than life. You know, you got Devin Haney's pops in the corner. Guy gets a lot of grief for for trying to steal shine from his son. Mm -hmm. I was really fucking impressed with the way that those two communicated with each other, the explicit directions that Bill gave him, okay? And his son followed them to a fucking T. People want to criticize the relationship between a father-son combination in boxing. Let me tell you something. If done right, It's the best bond in boxing because those two were able to achieve a synergy like they did last night. Mm -hmm. Context, Regis, stuck in peanut butter right there to be hit and beat up on all night. Right. Fine. But if they're standing there for you, you still have to execute the game plan. And this is a fighter, when he was younger, he did not execute game plans. He stepped outside of game plans. He thought he knew best. He felt the pressure from the crowd. Mm -hmm. He wanted to impress in moments when it didn't call for it. What I saw last night was a bond between father and son that clearly is optimizing, maximizing the ability of Devin Haney in the ring. You said lifting weights, building foundational strength in his legs. Mm-hmm. He's stronger than ever. But, man, was I impressed with, uh, with that communication. I really wish they would have focused more on that corner. Just listening to the two of them talk, that combo will serve them well um, in – and an insane matchup that we have to see now against Tiafimo Lopez because that father-son connection <laughs> might be more like one of them exposed wires you got to work with at work, then. Yeah, look, <laughs> we talk about the boxing dads of the world all the time. Like, there's good and there's bad. You know, there's there's Inouye and his dad. Yep. There's Loma and his dad. There's Haney and his dad. They're all working out now. You know, then there's Danny Garcia and his father that were kind of – it worked out. You know, they Danny was a successful fighter. But it became comical towards the end. Tiafimo Sr., Tiafimo Jr., you never fucking know what's going to happen no, there. So no. there's all kinds of different situations. But clearly, uh, Devin and Bill Haney have, have figured it out, at least for now. Uh, I, 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 I've always said Devin Haney, you know, we've been, I've been saying it for years, since he was 18 years old. I think he's the best of the young fighters. I think he'll have the most successful run as a professional fighter. Devin Haney's frame is massive. His head is massive. Huge shoulders. Huge shoulders. He, he's going to end up being probably a middleweight by the time he's 34 years old. Like, he's already looks like 140 is not – he's only going to be there for a little while. Year, year and a half, two years maybe. You know, three or four fights, and then it's going to be up to 147. You can fucking see it. I mean, and, and clearly the extra weight was – you saw no effect – that, that made him any worse of a fighter. It clearly made him better in almost every aspect that I could see. He looked sharper. Phenomenal gas tank. Yeah, stronger. The gas tank has never been a question with him. It's always been great. I, I almost thought, part of me thought in this fight, that he could have finished Progre. 
but he kind of wanted to beat him up a little bit. Like, oh, let me yeah. just let me just drag this out. I don't have to knock this dude out. I could if I really wanted to. But you kind of saw him step back a couple times. You know, I'd like to see him finish it, but I think part of that was like, this dude talked a lot of shit. I'm just going. I'm just going to beat up on this dude a little bit, dude. I this is making me think of uh, after the first after the first round, the camera goes into the into Haney's corner, and right when it's about to cut back to action, when the fighters are getting up off the stools, Haney's get, Bill's giving him this direction, and then he goes violate him, oh. <laughs> and it just cuts, and I'm like. Did, did that motherfucker just tell him to violate yeah, him after the first round? Yeah, you don't be saying that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but Bill meant it, you know? Yeah. Imagine imagine Progray, this little country bumpkin, come walking up calling you a crackhead motherfucker on stage and, like, targeting you over his son. <laughs> I mean, look, look, Progray, yeah. Progray talked a lot of shit. He has some c- conspiracy theories, and, didn't he? And I give him credit. Like, I I, I said it the, 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 I was the day before the fight. It was a great promotion. Like, it was Two guys that sold a matchup very well. Their, sure. Their face-offs were good. All the shit-talking behind the scenes was good. All the build-up was, you know, uh, sold. they sold the place out. Uh, you know, and Devin Haney is slowly becoming a star. So all of that, you know, worked with this fight. I, I thought they did a great job with it. And I'm just, I did not, you know, I, I saw Devin Haney dominating. I really did. I wanted to say I, I could see a clean sweep, but I was like, ah, he'll lose two rounds. Ken, he won 120 to 107 on all three fucking cards. That Ugh. is yikes. Yeah, I I mean, I gave Regis the first round. I did not. Yeah. So it I was didn't, close. I didn't have it. A qu- yeah, it was close. You know, I, I thought that, you know, I don't know. I guess I got sucked in by the, you know, the peacocking. <laughs> I was like, it, ooh. Ooh, it did look like, man, is this motherfucker going to fight like that all night? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Turns out it was about uh, four and a half minutes worth. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, Devin Haney looked great. Um, you know, look, the only thing for me I got to get used to with this kid now is the transition, like the heel turn. Okay. And I'm not saying he's going full heel, but yeah, Devin got a little bit of that Tupac in him, you know? Look, Tupac syndrome is simple, right? Peter Pan syndrome is when motherfucking grown-ass men don't want to grow up. You know, they want to stay their entire life as children. Tupac syndrome is when somebody trying to earn street cred was born on the wrong side of town. They were born on the affluent, educated side of town, and they try to break into a business that requires a little bit of street cred you know and, and the bottom line is Tupac was up there dancing in hammer pants you know as a backup dancer for Humpty Hump wearing fucking Halloween glasses with a fake nose and a top hat right that's, that's hilarious so when he heel turns over to rapper Tupac he's like who can I become let me take a little bit of Snoop let me take a little bit of uh, Chuck D I need to sprinkle some militancy in there you know what I'm saying <laughs> right. um, and at the end of the day he created this character that wasn't him he was playing a character right uh-huh. And so you see Devin Haney, who seems like a really good guy, raised by good parents, um, obviously a good, he's a solid dude. Like, the whole G'd up Devin Haney, the whole Tupac <laughs> West Coast Devin Haney, it's, it's funny to see him wearing that shit, because he looks like he went to, you know, one of those pop-up Halloween stores and got some, like, a fake grill, and got, like, the Michael Jackson jacket that's a little bit too big. And what the fuck was that inflatable he was wearing to the ring last night? That motherfucker, did he think he was going to drown on the way to the... Well, you were talking Did he think about- that a, somebody, somebody was going to puncture the firmament? 
Yeah, that was a rough, rough. Uh, look, here's what I got to do with these. I've, I've, I've figured it out. Like, I just got to steer clear. Separate it. Yeah. Separate that because I'm too old to understand it. True. I just don't get it. Yeah. And it saves me the trouble of looking at it and being like, <laughs> God damn it. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> Where on the outside, I have to be like, that's just stupid. But inside, I'm like, I want to kill him. It's honestly, oh, dude, it's fucking great. No, it is. It's it. It, it is one of those things that if you uh, if you let that fucker, if you let it latch on, it'll eat at you. Oh my god, just dude, he's a great fighter. Absolutely, he really is. He's absolutely great. And look, man, when you are that good and you put on performances like that, a show like this, we got to find something to make fun of. <laughs> You know, so th- thanks for wearing that fucking jacket. <laughs> right. I will say this before we bounce back to this zone thing real quick. Okay, I just want to jump to this Robisi uh, Ramirez, mm-hmm. and I don't want to talk about the fight because he lost. I've never been impressed with the guy. Right. But you want to talk about a solid ring walk? I was sitting there watching. I got both. I got both on right. And he comes out with these two guys, and I don't know who these two motherfuckers are. I guess some Caribbean fucking rappers or something like that. Yeah. And it was silent. You know, Robisi kind of he's like low key. Yeah. Right. And then all of a sudden, the fucking bass dropped. And it was like they coordinated it with the cameraman. So he did like a little earthquake shape. <laughs> it, it was hype. And these motherfuckers were like, wow. And they just came out rapping. And I was like, <laughs> that shit was tight. Yeah. I fucks with that. I missed it. And then I look down and I see <laughs> Devin Haney coming out and like the new Tesla prototype. <laughs> <laughs> Regis got to put away that mask too, that Rougarou mask. Uh, hang it on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good decoration. You fetch a lot of money it's, on eBay. It's a cool mask. I'd buy one of them motherfuckers. <laughs> I can cool... see it now, dude. You rocking that mask in your Triple G robe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one day, Kev. That's one a, day. It's a winning combo for I sure. Will, I will have that Triple G robe one day. Um, I'm not going to be the guy that sits there and says, oh, Regis, you got to retire. No. I mean, I've kind of always looked at him as being semi-retired. It's a bad it, matchup for him, man. It really yeah. was. I don't mean to insult the guy's activity. I'm not saying he, he hadn't fought. Serious fighters go for for better fighters than Progre had been fighting in the wake of him losing that Josh Taylor fight. You know, they fight Taylor at a catchweight. You want a catchweight fight that I'll watch? What fight? Fight Josh Taylor at a catchweight? Yeah, yeah. Dude, dude, like, there's plenty of fights out there that would be entertaining with Regis Progre. I don't know, dude. I thought like Pacquiao looked more spry against Ugas than <laughs> Progre looked last night, and Pacquiao was like 20 years older there than fucking Progre. There was a lot Progre. of very, very slow following around happening. Yeah, and you know, today's boxing, these guys don't fight enough to get old at 33. Yeah, true. You know? Yeah. You true. get old at 33, that means that you've been getting fat in between fights. That means you're not fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know why you stand there and posture like that? You ain't practicing. Nah, you, Haney, I told you, Haney <laughs> brought that up. He's like, you beat, the last 12 guys you beat, he's like, you ain't beat them with skill, and Regis like, yeah, nah, you got me. <laughs> like, legitimately, like he was like, yeah, I just fucked them motherfuckers up. I wanted it to be better than it was going to be. I, you I, know, I, I wanted a competitive fight. I did too, but I always like when you Regis will tell you who he is. He would yeah. just, I'm gonna fuck this dude up. <laughs> I believe, like in a street fight, yeah, in a foxhole, I want that motherfucker with me. Oh, without a doubt, hundred percent. Without, yeah. But against Devin Haney in a boxing ring, no, sir. I will say this, though. For all the Regis Progre fans out there, one thing great about Regis Progre's career is that he has, from when he was younger coming up in Showbox, 
my boy has some fucking excellent tape. You know what I'm saying? So you can go back and watch an electric young program, mm-hmm. and then you can imagine the future from there. <laughs> you can you can imagine whatever you want because that was fun. Yeah, it was. And the the, the Josh Taylor fight was fun. Yeah, you know the he, Cepeda fight was fun. He's been in, the Zaria fight was fun. He's been in good fights. He's an entertaining fighter to watch. But this on skill level, yeah. He's more on the skill level. Another fighter that gave us, and I think gave us way more than fucking Progray did, Ruslan Provodnikov. There's a ceiling to the skill. Oh, yeah. But I do appreciate the guys. Um, that, 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 I remember Regis Progray's, like his upcoming, he, he left an indelible mark. You ask me about fucking Shakur's upbringing or Xander Zayas's upbringing, <laughs> and I'm going to sit here and tell you, ask me 10, 15 years from now. Easy, old man. <laughs> so I'll probably have forgotten everything by then <laughs> at this rate, right? But seriously, I yeah. mean, like, like you, uh, we were talking about Tim Bradley on the mic earlier, oh right? Oh my god! And like, like solid fighter, but like, I even now, all of that sort of goodwill's worn off on me because I think he's kind of a fraud on the mic. You know what I mean? So I go back and I look at his career again, and I'm like, he left me with one moment. That I will never forget. Obviously, the you know him fucking getting the uh, nod over Pacquiao is is arguably the worst decision in boxing history. Um, but bottom line is is that he gave us that Provodnikov fight, and he that w- and to me that was it. And I don't think he won, so you got that too, right? <laughs> so I don't know, man. You get these guys that leave it in the ring, you remember them. They leave indelible marks. I'm going to remember this performance from Devin Haney. Like, I'm not going to remember any perform. I'm not going to remember the performance against Jorge Linares. Jorge Linares wasn't in his prime. No. We knew with that. This was a fight. This was a, we're going to try to gradually put this guy over until we can get the, the, the big fight that we want. We got to continue to build this kid's brand in the meantime right. kind of fight. That's all going to be forgotten. Uh, you know, at this point in time, this show primarily covers who's relevant in boxing, yeah. right? Like, we don't cover the minor leagues anymore because there's really not much to them anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's a, a giant depletion, right? Um, so at this point in time, as as aging boxing fans who have seen better boxing behind them, like, I need memorable performances. I need, I need to see something that stays with me. Otherwise, I have no interest. I really don't. Right. You know? Uh, Progray will be a memorable fighter, but it's time to hang the gloves up. Right, and Devin Haney is starting. Uh, the, he's got the building blocks of a career right now in his last couple fights, where you, where we're starting to say, okay, this kid could be special. Yeah. He could do something special in boxing. The rocket is off the ground, as they say. Correct. Um, but it is exciting to be optimistic that we have young fighters that we're really excited to watch moving forward, like Devin Haney and David Benavidez. Yeah. Guys that are in their mid to early 20s, you know? Uh, there is still some hope for boxing, but the truth is is that it's all about the stars these days. Well, here's what I'm look, I, I here's what I'd like all of this younger generation to realize. Uh, and you can see it now with Haney. It, it the opportunities are fucking there if you take the chances. And we're seeing them succeed when they take these chances. Every chance that one of these young guys, between Tia Fimo and Devin Haney, that they've taken, they've been successful. And really, in very easy... Well, not... Haney did not beat Lomachenko easily. That was a learning... i say a building block fight for a great career. He got the decision. 
That's, that is what it was, whether you fall on one side or the other of it. He took the chance to fight Lomachenko. That is not that you don't fight Lomachenko because you're a scared fighter. You fight Lomachenko because you want to challenge yourself. Mm-hmm. Everybody in boxing knows how good Lomachenko is. Tiafimo did that. You know, they then moved on. Tiafimo wants to fight Josh Taylor, who at the time is like those are these are the types of fights that we need to see these guys make. Tank. Tank Davis, we need this from you. Like, we need these other guys to step up. Ryan Garcia, you ain't in the conversation. If we're going to talk about who Devin Haney's going to fight next, I keep hearing Ryan Garcia. I don't give a fuck how big that fight is. I'm not interested as a fan. I'm just not. Devin Haney will absolutely beat the piss out of Ryan Garcia. If you are that that silly of a boxing fan that you can watch those two guys fight, and it's been recent for both of them, yeah. and you don't see who the better, uh, way better fighter is, the way better boxer is, uh, you're out of your mind. That is a that, that fight stinks. I could care less. Ken. Let's make some money in the meantime fight. Uh, look, okay, if you're going to do it, fine. Fucking do it. Mm-hmm. But the fight is Devin Haney and Tiafimo Lopez, and it needs to happen at 140 pounds. Devin Haney ain't going to be there that long. Tiafimo ain't. He's not going to be the same fighter at 147. He's not as big as Devin Haney is. Tiafimo is an electric enough fighter to give Devin Haney problems. I think Devin Haney's the better, you know, more polished overall fighter. That that matchup needs to fucking happen, man. What's Tiafimo doing? What, what you, do you know what he's looking at next? Uh, I mean, he turned down a Ryan Garcia fight, which good for him. I don't fuck fuck that fight too. He'll destroy Ryan Garcia. I don't agree with that. I, I agree with you with your analysis. What I, I don't I don't agree with that sentiment. Turning it down. Yeah. Did you see where he was watching the fight from last night? <laughs> my fucking house is nicer than his house. <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah, I remember looking. It was that. like the like, fucking episode of MTV Cribs when we went to Red Man's townhouse. I was like, maybe that's just the lounge outside of his gym in the basement. Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> Yeah, whatever you want. He hung his TV next to the fucking HVAC duct. Uh, and that's the other thing with Tiafimo, man. You just like he seems to be in a decent place right now. I think we better get some fights in while we're while we're there. Well, he he offered Subriu Matias a fight, Ken. What was the offer? I, I don't know what the a offer tweet? was, but but Matias acknowledged it. He did acknowledge it, but he has a fucking hand injury and and is a known hand injury like after his last fight he cannot fight for a couple months oh kind of so, like when when andre ward offered golovkin the fight after he had already signed a contract and accepted money to fight David Lemieux and was already in training camp for it. You, ain't, you ain't shoehorning Triple G into this conversation. No, player. I'm shoehorning your fucking boy into it. Because ain't we talking about him today? Yes. Are we talking about your boy? Yes, we are. Fucking Andre Ward. <laughs> I swear to God, if he didn't have his friendship with Stephen A. Smith, we would have forgotten about this guy already. That's how fucking irrelevant he is. Uh, yeah, I mean, the guy, look, he's just not very Why ain't Canelo calling me out? I'm sitting right here on TV, on my couch. Why ain't he targeting me? I mean, that should tell you kind of everything you need to know about the situation you were mentioning. But (laughs) Andre just, I don't know. He's just not likable, dude. Uh, He imagines himself in the ring to be Sugar Ray Leonard. And (laughs) and really what he is is a poor man's Bernard Hopkins. I mean, I don't rate Andre Ward anywhere on like an all-time great list. If you never heard the man talk about himself before, where would he rank? (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, him and Frotch are kind of the same person in, in ways. I mean, Ken, him, him and Frotch are more alike than you think. They both have white dads. <laughs> <laughs> that is a, yes, forgotten fact for one of those gentlemen. Uh, and perhaps the, the key to an insecurity. <laughs> if there are keys to things such as those. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on from Andre Ward, because I think we just lost the entire audience. They just dropped off. I would. Yeah, yeah I would have stopped listening immediately. Yeah, me too. Um, let's get to the big announcement here, right? We've talked about where Haney's gone. We talked about the end of the line for Pro Gray. Tiafimo watching TV in his parents' basement. <laughs> Hopefully he wakes up soon. Um, let's it's, get a to ce- the- it's a celebration, Ken. We need to celebrate. We do. We do. We do. You know, for me, I like the party. <laughs> you like the party? You, known for it. Known for partying. And really, um, we've told a lot of our escapades on the show. Our listeners know the level of partying we've taken it to in the back, yeah. you know, back in the day. But I don't think anybody really understands what partying is <laughs> until they celebrate their favorite television program signing new television rights. <laughs> um, it, it, it is, dude, I'm telling you, people rage. I, I don't know how you can't. I mean, there's titties in the air. <laughs> Uh, people are booty clapping. All different kinds of mac and cheeses and shit. Cameras are rolling for the next intro credits to GT, <laughs> GTA 7, you know. DJs all over the place. Everywhere. Every, yeah. Dragon tails, gator tails, <laughs> booty tails, you know. Uh, it's exciting. Yes. I, I, I really enjoy it. I mean, dude, you should have seen me the night of when fucking uh, AT&T HBO and that whole Viacom thing. Oh, oh. dude, I shredded. I, <laughs> I shredded my dick that night. <laughs> I did. Uh, <laughs> Knowing that all those catalogs of everything were moving over to here. Yeah, yeah. I have a skinnier penis to prove it. <laughs> it's wild, man, isn't it? Uh, look. That's that. That was my only point in the entire situation, and I know people got bent out of shape on Twitter. Mm. Uh, comments that me and you made. Like, I, I, I'll just say this: Party City's going out of business, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, uh, for one, y'all take everything way too seriously. Secondly, I like, I let, I want to break down like this deal and and be like, what what exactly? Please, please. I've been waiting for somebody to do this. I like, can't wait. What, <laughs> I'm just trying, like, I look at it and I'm like, okay, 10 to 12 fights, Ooh. Mm, pay-per-view bouts, mm. uh, some championship bouts, Ooh. shoulder programming. Ah. So, okay, kind of the same package, but y- you're looking at it and you dig a little deeper into it and you go, so did Amazon kick in any money on this deal? Are they are they financially backing this thing? Turns mm-hmm. out probably not, no, mm-hmm. no. Um, so... We're going to have to pay for these fights, is what I'm being told. Right. Not, it's it, they're putting it in my face, but they're not telling me straight up that this year in boxing is probably going to cost you, oh uh, yeah, maybe seven hundred and fifty dollars. Who knows? They keep their wooden dildo in a briefcase. <laughs> they don't. They don't wear it to the party. That's how I look at it. You know, that's how I like. I'm viewing this, and I'm I'm kind of breaking this down in my head, and I'm like, how is this a good deal for me? Where's the good Where's the good deal for me? Like, what am I fucking? What am I celebrating here? I get it. Like, okay, it's Ken, it's on Amazon Prime now. What cracks me up is people like, did we not? I mean, it's been on a, a myriad of very reputable networks, network television. Dedicated to broadcasting events. Yes. Uh, Amazon 
is a technology company <laughs> otherwise known as a digital library. <laughs> remember, folks, as I take the story from here, <laughs> remember, folks, Amazon, well, this is probably before most of you were born, but Amazon started as a bookstore. It started as a place where you could go online and buy actual books with paper. Yes, you could. Right? And then it became a gigantic library that housed all kinds of goods and services. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a place where a lot of stuff is. Anything you want in the world is on Amazon. Um, but now, the best part about the PBC, this is what they're celebrating, I think. Is it becoming the most expensive offering on Amazon Prime? I mean, you could, you can go on Amazon. I mean, it's a, a, one pay-per-view is going to cost you half of your Amazon Prime subscription. Do the math here for a second. Think about all the things you get for your Amazon Prime subscription. You get a music library. You get a movie library with thousands of free movies and the option to buy any movie you've ever seen before in your fucking life. Mm -hmm. All of these things for a really reasonable fucking price. I would pay zone prices for Amazon. <laughs> That's how... That says a lot. Well, that's the only thing that's probably fucking worth $25 a month, right? My point is, is this. As great as Amazon Prime is, is having all these subscribers, most of the people that subscribe to Amazon Prime are my mom, <laughs> your mom, yeah, Vince's mom, my grandma. They haven't been stumbling inside the internet going, where's boxing? <laughs> I can't find it anywhere. That's what cracked me up how people just act like yeah. that it landed here and there's all of these subscribers yeah. and it's like... Boxing's been rediscovered by 267 million people now, Ken. Celebrating it, Vin. Uh, yeah. It's we, just odd. One guy, to quote him, he said, we won! <laughs> Vin? If I was a fighter... What did we win? If I was a fighter or a PBC employee, uh, something along those lines, you know, anybody from Showtime that's going to get a job now, like, I, I get it. If you're one of those people, clearly you celebrate this deal. You have a job. You have an extra tank of gas. Uh, yes, that, that's great. And I'm happy for all of those people. That's okay. awesome. That's fair. And, and I'm happy that the PBC has a home. But I'm a I'm not an idiot that just goes, Oh, yay! I can spend more money! I, I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm an old, I'm an old boxing fan. I've spent enough money on this fucking sport. Like, that's how I kind of look at it now. Doesn't mean I don't like boxing. Yeah. It's just like after, I celebrate fight announcements. Right. Signed I, contracts. Yeah, give me what's happening in the ring. That's all I got at, at this point. I don't give a fuck what channel your fight is on anymore. I don't care. I never fucking cared. HBO show if it's a good fight, it's a good fight. Yeah. It's on the same fucking screen every time. Mm -hmm. That's all that matters. I don't give a fuck about any of that. But there's somehow a problem if you don't celebrate this deal. I, I, I just, guys, good. Good for the PBC. But beyond that, what does it do for you? I, like, I keep hearing, it's good for boxing. Okay, good for boxing. That's not good for me. It's good for boxing. <laughs> is I, it? I, is, that, <laughs> is it good for boxing, though? I, I really, I think there's some serious arguments to be made that it's, you know, is this a, kind of like a last stop thing? Like This is less fights than they had on Showtime yes. last year. Yes. That's the other thing. And it's all pay-per-views. And just because they extrapolate championship bout out of pay-per-view, because those championship bouts are happening on pay-per-view. Yeah, I mean, look, so what? If they if they don't do, like, we have to, you have to look at the fighters they have and who's going to fight on these dates. They're, they're, mainly, they're already pay-per-view fighters, Ken. Right. 
seven to eight fights you can name off the top of your head right now, you are like pay-per-view, 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 uh, pay-per-view. The people that say, oh, this stable, like they think it's like this this little sliver of the pie that, that, that the PBC has to fill in for fight dates for their guys. No, it's not. Even if they had 140 fighters left, you have 10 fight cards for for maybe three, four, or five superstars. Yeah. They're going to headline every single pay-per-view. Yeah, that's why you know they're going to be mainly pay-per-views. So how does the rest of the PBC benefit from that? It doesn't at all. There uh, are no spots. Undercards are garbage, and you know why? There's going to be some massive undercards, Somebody is going to have to put up the guaranteed money to the fighters. Somebody, if these fighters, or it's going to have to be so incentive-laden, the contracts that they sign, that maybe after the first year of this, they look at it and they're like, this ain't adding up. This <laughs> is whack as shit. And we are literally trapped in the middle of an ocean of content that people would rather watch. Here's the thing. On general TV, before the modern age, the digital mm-hmm. age and apps, right? Mm-hmm. Boxing got a very small sliver of the pie. Boxing was on in succession with softcore porn, right? I mean, this is the <laughs> scheduling blocks it gets, Yeah. okay? So to think that now taking it and throwing it into a bigger ocean, you've literally just launched the PBC into the Pacific, and said, all right, sports fans, <laughs> go find the the overvalued chest of gold that just sunk to the bottom. If I'm going to say, if I, <laughs> if I want to say one thing that could be positive about this deal, and it would have to play out like this, is the PBC needs to find another home for another amount of dates on some other channel or something. Yeah. And, and Amazon just end up being their pay-per-view platform, which could, in theory, could work. You get the advertisement on Amazon. Maybe you sell a few more pay-per-views just because of the amount of people that look at Amazon on their phone every day, no matter what, whether they're shopping or whatever they're fucking doing. Right. Maybe that works out. Maybe in the long term, that's how this can work. But if you don't have any more than 10 to 12 dates, you got a lot of fighters sitting on the fence, and I know they have a lot of top the, the, the PBC is top-tier talent heavy right now. They top, have Top B-tier. <laughs> I mean, with, with Crawford and seemingly Canelo, yeah. you know, Tank, gotcha. Boots, yeah. the, the, Charlo, all – like, they have a decent stable of, of – They have names. a really good stable. I'm joking. Yeah, but it's old. Very old. They're all old. Yeah. So it needs to happen now. All of this stuff is now. There's nothing coming behind it. So, I, you know, what – what this thing turns out to be in the long run, man, good luck. I, I know it's a couple-year deal, I guess. Yeah. I, I don't know all the fucking details of it, but it's not the greatest thing ever to happen to boxing people. It's fine, but let's relax. How about you show me fucking something? Yeah, see, here's my issue, right? I know I, I got hyperbolic and said that the PBC's been an abject failure. Abject failures, they, they wither and die. And maybe eventually this will. Who knows, right? It's still... We have to see what happens with this Amazon Prime thing. Right. Call it hating. Call it what you will. Here's what I know for a fact about the PBC. Everything that they've promised from the beginning, from free boxing all the way to today, mm-hmm. and the end of Showtime, right? Putting the final nail in Showtime, they've over-promised and under-delivered. If the PBC on Amazon is able to just deliver what they promise. And that's it. Nothing extra. The fights will take care of the rest. This is the part that these, I I don't don't think that anybody over at the PBC 
wants to think about, right? I think it's more, it's a bottom line thing for them. I think it's more about how much am I making, right? Like, kind of thing, right? Which is why I don't believe that they're in the best interest of building the sport. You don't allow your entire stable to get old and then go sign fucking Vito Milanecki and think <laughs> all is well. So, the next generation, Ken, Joey Spencer, Vito Milanecki. Yeah. I mean, look, I look at a, I look at one thing with the PBC now. All the jokes write themselves. <laughs> but there is something factual about that. If they say they're doing 20 fights, they deliver 12. If they say they're doing uh, 10 terrestrial and 6 pay-per-views, you're getting 16 pay-per-views. <laughs> you know? Right. It, it, it has always been less. Now, the only here's what's kept the PBC alive in light of that is that fighters fight. And, you know, you get good fights. And at the end of the day, if it wasn't for the fighters putting on the fights, I think they the PBC would have died a long time ago. Because I don't think you can so brazenly be not about building something. It, it's like, we're just here to make money. When we all die, this thing going to die. Nobody's going to talk about it. The library will still be on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> like it was before we signed this deal. <laughs> Stupid. Man. So let me ask you this, because there, there's a little theory out there that what we saw from the last, you know, 18 months from the PBC, which was a lot of really big fights, big pay-per-view fights, they, huh? may, they were head and shoulders above the rest of boxing as far as making big fights. All pay-per-views aside, say what you want, the matchups wise, you know, do you think that that was a sell to anyone like that that okay we have to do this now i have got to sell this entity to someone after this deal is up because we know that's coming so we got to put these fights on now i 100 percent believe that so i don't think you run through as many networks as you do without having the next plan already lined up i mean you got to think after at a certain point like do what's working that's clearly working yeah, I mean, look, the writing was on the wall. We yeah. had been talking about Showtime collapsing for a long time, and I think that anybody with a with a uh, you know a cellular function in their brain saw whether you wanted to believe it or not. Um, the aftershocks of HBO collapsing was the first sign that sh- that Showtime's was going to be approaching the precipice soon and would be pushed off. Yeah, um, and then of course, you know, there is a problem out there with markets being flooded. And you saw a lot of boutique apps, especially that just, um, you know, made most of their money uh, in long form film, you know, making these like cinematic TV shows, you know, it's boutique and it's very high budget. Right. Right. So you're talking about like you can only put out so much product a year. Boxing budgets were just too inflated for the numbers that they were receiving. You know, they could spend that money on creating another digital dragon or having you know, another fucking George R.R. Martin, whatever. Right. You know, they would rather invest their money there, right? So then boxing becomes irrelevant to those platforms. It's not so much that, you know, it's not necessarily because Steven Espinosa is a cuck. It's not necessarily (laughs) because Peter Nelson likes boys. It doesn't really have much to do with that in the end. It has more to do with the fact that uh, boxing is not relevant program, especially something that, that so seemingly is a is a drain on funds i mean i haven't seen there aren't a lot of people that make money in boxing there's a lot of people that go through money in boxing there's a a big reason why top rank hasn't changed a lot over the years because they have a system and it works for them right everybody gets paid well everybody makes money everybody associated with them seems to have a level of success they cut bait with with people that don't fit the company mantra that aren't on board with the way that they develop fighters it works for them doesn't necessarily make it good 
It doesn't, but it makes it a good business. Right. That the, the they, business model works. Yeah, exactly. They found something that works really well for them, and their reputation um, precedes it. One of the issues with Al Heyman here is I don't know anything about his connections into the business world whatsoever. But what clearly I, he has them. But we also hear these other stories about the falling out with Jay Z, and you know, like there, there, there's been other stories about the guy that have pointed this into it's just strictly we're just going to try to make as much money as we can and get out. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to take all these guys that I care about that I've been advising all these years. Remember, Al Heyman was with these guys when they were all signed to Golden Boy. You know, he was their advisor back then. He's got relationships with these guys. He invests in their families. He invests in the long-term financial security of all of his fighters. Him and Richard Schaefer used to work hand-in-hand, Ken. It's wild. Wow. A lot of people don't like Richard Schaefer. Hey, but it also goes to show you that you can do nice things for people and still move like a snake. Right? Well, I mean, and I mean you, re see, you reach see a certain level of fucking business, man. I mean, I, you and me see it at where we're at. You reach a certain level of business. If you don't have that quality to you, you don't get there. No. No, you don't. Um, but I just go off of this, man. At this point in time, you keep rolling out the fights. I, I, you know, I'll say everything I can positive about it. And to all the PBC haters out there, regardless of what we think yeah. ab about the PBC, regardless of what anybody who works at the PBC thinks about us, here's what I do know. Is that Al Heyman has paid for every ticket to every PBC event I've ever been to. <laughs> so. How dare you? With that being said, <laughs> you guys think I, like, 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 just, it's this. You know, fucking hate against uh, against fucking Al Heyman and his, you know, his way and you know this, that, and the other. Here's here's what I know. Okay, top rank makes me pay out the fucking ass to attend their fucking fights. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Golden Boy flies me to their fights. Well, once. Golden Boy flies me to their fights. <laughs> <laughs> Why you can't? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And Al Heyman has treated us to multiple fights. Don't forget uh, Triller. Man. Fuck Triller. <laughs> we got the Triller on the last day. We showed up and they was packing up we their did. boxes. We did. We showed up and they're like, oh shit, uh, the boxing ring's here? Yeah, pack this shit up. <laughs> we, we, we done. But we are still your two favorite boxing talking heads. Yeah. And hopefully uh, we'll make it back for another episode because boxing seems to be accelerating its material for us. <laughs> so we appreciate all of you tuning in to episode 379 of the Boxing Rant Podcast. It's... Christmas season. Get out there, buy your family's gifts, get your kids something nice, and remember, when you get your PBC dividend checks, <laughs> be sure to add 15 minutes to your booze cricket wireless account. <laughs> and with that, we leave you on episode 379 of the Boxing Brand Podcast. Muchas gracias, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>